Albert. Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Good. Welcome home. Thanks. It's good to be home. Back in the States. Yeah, we were in the States last time, but now Ryan lives in the States. Yeah. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, the podcast that explores common phrases. And, and where the heck they came from. And where they came from. Uh, we're entering season, season three. <laughs> three. Well, we decided that the last four episodes were uh, kind of their own thing. So now we're in like a season three sort of thing. Yeah. Tw- uh, season one was hard and fast. 20 episodes in 20 weeks. No vacations. Season two was four, four episodes and three years. in three years. And now we're back into a new phase, a new era of Don't Be an Idiom. Where, uh, what are we shooting We're for We're shooting here? for a bi-weekly, right? Yeah, yeah, bi-weekly. Now, hold, is that... Yeah, I'm so glad you just said the yeah. word bi-weekly. Okay. Because it means twice, twice a, week a week or every other week. See, how can it mean both? That is so confusing. I'm, it's... Like, I, if you're like, hey, take these pills bi-weekly. Yeah. And then the doctor's like, no, 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 I meant once... Maybe once just... Once every two weeks. Yeah, or twice every other week. Right. Like, or or bi- twice bi- in one week. Twice in bye-bye weekly. Bye-bye. I don't think that's... I think that needs to be fixed. All right. I think we can do it. Let's set the record straight on that Ooh. one. Set the record straight. <laughs> so we... um, You know, Albert and I, during our, our Holds Your Horses session, which is as... We get together before the show. We, we, get, we talk before we start recording. We, settle our nerves. We have a couple of drinks. We, we you know, we just kind of brainstorm a little bit. We uh, we want to bring back some old um, segments, and one of them is set the record straight, which we we're having trouble remembering what that even what that even is. Yeah, we think it's something like it's one of two things. It's either when we listen back to our old episodes and realize we made a mistake and we want to correct something. Yeah, I don't saying. remember ever doing that though, because I don't feel like we would be like, yeah, we. I feel like we'd be like, we weren't wrong. How could we be wrong? <laughs> Although I feel so wrong when I listen back. Oh, oh my god! So, so many mistakes. So, yeah, I know. I feel like we should have got hate mail by now, but yeah, but no one, no one listens and no one mails. Our our email address does work. That's true. Oh yeah, actually, well, we should yeah, yeah. send each other some emails on the email just to and check. It. Get back to it. <laughs> okay. So um, so we're we're bringing back set the record straight, and I wanna I wanna start off by saying. I was interested in hearing like what the first episode sounded like. So, so today while I was driving around a little bit. I listened to the first like 15 minutes of episode one and I listened to the first 15 minutes of our last episode and I need to set the record straight about something. Oh geez. Okay. <laughs> so the very first idiom ever discussed on here was sweet Fanny Adams. Right. And twice while you're speaking, I go, did you say sweet Fanny Baker? <laughs> And that's, yeah, I kind of remember that. And you're like, I don't think so. I'm just nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Never done a podcast before. (laughs) And uh, I was like, I think you said Sweet Fanny Baker. And you're like, oh, probably, maybe, probably. I'm always wrong. You're always right. (laughs) And not only did I, I did it once. And then I did it again, like eight minutes later. And I'm like, all right, so Sweet Fanny Adams. But you had said. And that's what I said. Yeah, but Baker was the name of the murderer. Yes. And maybe I was the one who was nervous listening. True. Well, you got a lot more on your plate. You're doing everything, all the recording. Well, right, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to worry about the technical stuff. but um, Technical stuff. T- uh, what else do I have to worry about? 
Well, you know, I guess it's nice that you set the record straight because I guess I should be caring and setting the record straight that you were correcting me about something I didn't do wrong. I would also be setting the record straight. Like, by the way, I was right. You were. Like, you should say that. Like, oh, by the way, I was right. Yeah, like, hey, my name is Albert. To set the record straight, hey, my name is Albert. Yeah, and I was right. And I was right. Yeah, you've. But you know, it's a good friend. A good friend admit when he's wrong. Yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna make a mistake somewhere along this road no 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 the other thing i noticed was we didn't have a game to decide who went first in the first episode really no it was just like wow wow see that i didn't listen to the whole thing because i was like a half-baked kind of concoction yeah i was like i can't listen to this much more but it was like uh you go why don't you you, you no you you but but i guess starting in episode two we figured out that we need a game guess we were just it was the politeness game. Politeness. No and one. I lost, clearly, because I went first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So first of all, if you have listened since episode one, you, sorry. And you're, you're brave. You got a lot of patience mm-hmm. that you could get through those things. I think we got it a little bit more fine-tuned now. Only slightly. Only slightly. Like, I, yeah, I still can't listen. <laughs> no, no, Multiple no, no. times. And I, it, uh, something else I've been thinking about is we should reveal some insider secrets about the podcast process. Oh, that's not a bad Here, idea. Here, don't be an idiom. And the, the thing I wanted to say was we really only listen to it once, and it's to determine the title of the episode. This is true. And we yeah. listen together, holding hands. When we're done, yeah, when we're done doing this, the first thing we're going to do is we'll take a break. Go and listen to it. And we're like, oh, that was really funny. That, was funny. that should be the title. And sometimes I'm sitting on your head. Right on top. Right? Because I'm a little guy. Uh, you're, you're, we both have the right size for our, for our, <laughs> for personalities. For our personalities, I think. <laughs> God, I, my, I, I took, I saw a picture of me the other day. My arms were out like, yeah. at the sides. They're very long. It's ridiculous. They're crazy. It, it, it's throwing me all off my equilibrium. What's your wingspan? I feel like it's taller than my toe span, my head toe, head toe, toe span, span. head you know? toe span. It's very long, and you know it's it's really it it it's it looks longer because of the lack of muscle. Oh, or muscle oh, definition. Oh, oh, right. You know, just well, you're a thin spaghetti, man. spaghetti string. You're slender man. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, my students did. Say I'm like that a hot a pocket. Everybody loves a hot pocket. <laughs> Ryan, the hot pocket. You eat them too fast, and you burn your tongue. You burn your tongue. And you just keep doing it. You just keep burning your tongue. (laughs) That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. And I'm like a spaghetti? Okay. You're a spaghetti man. He's a spaghetti man. Nobody's got anything to complain about spaghetti. No. Um, Was that it? Were we going to say anything else? Oh, yeah. That's the other thing about the hold your horses. We have this whole... We make all the plans and then we always forget. It's right in front of us. We still forget. I don't know. What did Uh, we say we were going to do? I don't know. We need like a big board where things are listed. Interns. Interns. We need interns. All right. Now that we're back situated in Philadelphia, the great city of Philadelphia. Yes, the gray city of Philadelphia. The gray, grayest city in the entire world where it rains gray, it, it shines, it's, when it's sunny, it's gray. And, and the sewers grow hair. Ew. <laughs> For free. For free. <laughs> oh, you know, hairy sewers make me think of like, uh, well, like uh, our, our, our other podcast idea about the monsters but maybe we shouldn't say that yet that's true we'll tease we are we are we're, we're let's tease it out tease it out we got we got so another we have we have idea. don't be in it we have don't be in it i'm your listener now we're thinking do be a monster do be 
By the way, Ryan just mouthed that to me like I forgot, even though it was my idea. Well, you know, like sometimes people like... I forget all the time. He was right to do it. Sweet Fanny Baker. So do be... Are you sure you didn't say Sweet Fanny Baker? Uh, so do be a monster. That, that, you know... Listen, we've been cooped up a little while. We've got some... How much can we tease this out? Um, that maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned. Stay for tuned. Do be a monster. <laughs> yeah. For, That's it. That's for, all you get. From the fellas who brought you, don't be an idiom. Do be a monster. Soundbite. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. I'll put something in. Um, all right. So uh, I think we'll... Should oh, we, are should we pretty we... much good to go? Yeah. Because go. I have one final thing to say oh, before yeah, we get yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, thought I, I thought we were ready, but... So but, uh, for yeah. all of you... Listen, we said we were going to not be... Um, the way you described it the other day, like, so yeah, we're in the pandemic, right? It's COVID. Yeah. Now, what we said was we weren't going to, we weren't going to try to like, what's the word that you said so that we didn't, it's, it was timeless. We wanted to be timeless, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. Because I feel like people are ready for a break. We're not going to sit here and talk about yeah, COVID, that. but for a lot of you in South Philly, you were probably relieved over the last couple of months when you didn't have to worry about timed parking. Mm. That was like the only time that I haven't stressed from like 4 p.m. until, you know, 8 a.m. the next morning. Is this, you're like, oh, my car, I got to get it to the spot. And, it, uh, and it's, it's just awful, right? Yeah. So for the last couple of months, you could, you could park. Oh, right? I didn't as know long that. as you wanted, yeah, in the okay. time parking. Um, that has been removed. That is, or revoked. So now it's back to normal. So if you are still thinking that there's free time parking, you <laughs> go check your car right now. Um, I was 10 minutes outside of my window of my, of my two hour parking. And then, you know, like parked the rest of the night. So I had to go move the car before the, before the show. Yeah. The moment I stepped out the door, a guy approaches me on Ryan's stoop and uh, <laughs> he's, he's an old guy covered in tattoos, spiky blonde hair, and he's pointing at me. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah, I always attract the most interesting people. <laughs> and they're always pointing. Always. And they always think I have all the time in the world. <laughs> So he's like pointing to me saying something. I was like, what's that? And he's like, everybody probably calls you a hippie, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. And he's like, here, come on, help me tape, tape up this carpet. So he's got a carpet standing, standing up poorly rolled against the light post. And he has tape that, you know, like when the tape gets stuck, yeah, gets yeah. stuck together and it becomes yeah. like a rope of tape. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So he's trying to rope it. He's trying tape to rope it, it off. Yeah. And the whole time he's telling me things like, um, uh, yeah, 126 murders. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't be, I cannot be arrested in any state oh because God. of the, because of the something, medical PTSD yeah. something. He he made me try to read this letter from I think a lawyer right on the thing, and then he was like, yeah, I'm related to uh, Avalon. What's that singer? Frankie, Frankie Avalon. Avalon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, actually, our friend is related to Frankie <laughs> Avalon. Tommy Avaloni, what's up? <laughs> Um, Wait, is he? He says he says he's related to Frankie Avalon. Really? I thought he was. Ryan, related. if if Tommy's listening right yeah. now, he's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, am, I am, I am. <laughs> so anyway, that's Donnie that I met, and I was like, Donnie. He also said that if anybody's looking for furniture, seventy five hundred bucks out the door, only three months Holy used shit. and with receipts. This is great. Yeah. So Donnie Avalon has got seventy five. Well, I don't remember if his last name was that, but he's related to we Frankie. We can assume that yeah. it is. Anyway, I said, all right, where are we putting this carpet, oh my uh, God. Donnie? And he's like, uh, the bus, I guess. Oh so, <laughs> so I was like, well, there's the bus stop at the corner. He's like, no, it says no bus. I was like, no, no parking bus zone. 
So I'm, I'm, he's a little bit of a scary guy. So I was just like, all right, let's get it down here. Oh my Shook God. hands three times. I eventually had to run away from him and yeah. lean the uh, <clears throat> carpet up against the uh, yeah. newsstand. But um, I have a selfish question. Yeah. What was the, uh, the hand sanitizer situation post Donnie hangout? I didn't have any in the car, so I had mm. to run to your bathroom right away and use it. Oh, that's why you went to the bathroom. Right away. Okay, all right. I mean, I also had to go to the bathroom. That's good to know. Okay, because <laughs> now I feel like Donnie Avalon's oh, carpet COVID molecules are, yeah. are all over. But anyway, you know. Oh, also, he invented fentanyl. I'm thrilled about this. <laughs> he did. He told me. He said he invented fentanyl. So, so I met a celebrity, really. All right, well, I, we got to get him on the show one day. He's probably right outside the I window feel, right now. I kind of keep on thinking he's outside because <laughs> I keep on hear, seeing something in my peripheral. Anyway, sorry, we can cut that if we need to. But no, 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 we'll keep it. Let's leave it in. I we'll like keep it. keep everything. All right, so All right. we got to determine who's going to go first. Yeah, so right? today Albert brought a um, 500 Dad Jokes book written by Nina Riddle. There's Nina no Riddle? way her last name's actually Riddle. Oh, that's funny. Right? There's no way her name's that's Riddle. Funny. Um, and it's only from two years ago. I wonder if she actually wrote all these herself. So it's fresh. So for all of you out there that think you've heard every dad joke, <laughs> think again. Um, also I have to thank Hannah for this because she gave this to me for my first father's day present ever because streets is my kid. Oh, She's cute. My cat. Yeah. All cat right. So dad. what we're um, going to do is <clears throat> yeah. randomly pick a page, right? Yep. So there is multiple jokes on page. You can't, it's whatever's at the top of the top. list, right? Okay. Yeah. Or we could say bottom. No, no, top. All right. All right. So now who goes first with this part? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, you're not going to pick the number <laughs> I'm going to pick. So which number do you want? <laughs> oh, pick a number. Well, pick page number. All right. right. Well, I don't know how many pages are in the book. It's probably less than a hundred. You're wrong. One hundred and twenty-seven. One twenty-seven. if you don't count the barcode. Well, we're not counting the barcode because there's no jokes on that page. Okay. How many pages are there? 127. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, and whoever has the funniest joke yeah. goes. All right. So, you, you can go first. Just pick a number? Well, since the first episode of the first season, you went first, why don't you pick I'll just keep first. going first. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with 86. Okay. I'm going with 66. 86 the fries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to hear this joke. <laughs> it's a long time coming. It's funny, clean, and cheesy, it says in the book. All right, we'll see about that. All right, here we go. I'm going to need Ryan's help on this one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Needle. Needle who? Needle little help carrying a mattress up the stairs. <laughs> How about you lend me a hand and I forget that 10 bucks you owe me? <laughs> remember, these are dad jokes, people, and that is really good. That's a dad joke. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Okay. It's kind of funny because you just helped someone move a carpet, which is... I know. It's <laughs> kismet. All right. Think. <clears throat> 66. Uh, what do crocodiles do when there's been a murder? This makes me want to say something about crocodile tears, right? What do crocodiles do when there's been a murder? Do uh, I? I don't. They, I, you're supposed to just say, I don't know. Usually, I don't know. Right? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know usually. How do jokes work? <laughs> um, they call the investigator. That's good. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a better joke. Is it? Don't you think? I gotta go read yours again. Needle little help carrying the match. It's too wordy. Yeah, why are there? Why is it needle little help carrying a mattress up the stairs? How about you lend me a hand and I forget that ten bucks you owe me? Well, that's the dad. It's so part. long. It's the dad part. You know, you're always giving money out. Hmm. 
I like yours. Call an investigator. I think it's a better joke. All right. And we do have that. We do have the croc episode. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Crocodile tears. All right. Look I'll, at us both <clears throat> getting jokes that sort of make sense. Sort All right. of. All right. You're first. I'm first. All right, All right. Albert. <clears throat> I get to relax a little. Research is the alpha and the omega of don't be an idiom. Oh, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> alpha and omega means beginning and end, right? It does. Yeah. That's the meaning. <clears throat> Good Latin. job. Uh, Latin? It's Greek. Greek Latin, though, right? <laughs> it's so similar. They seem so the same. They're right. both so old. Fine, 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 fine. Um, that, how did you know that? I mean, I think it's a, it's a common thing to know, and I'll get into why I wanted to do yeah, this. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean I would know it. But yeah, tell me how you know it. It means the beginning and the end. It also can mean the entirety of something. I feel like... Like the, the essentials from, be, from beginning to end. I feel like I... I feel like I must have seen something or heard something long, before we were doing the show yeah, and been like, what the hell does that mean? The Alpha yeah. and Omega. It's probably something about a comic book or chat or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Alphabet. Cool. Beginning uh, of the alphabet. Uh, in, in what way? Alpha. Yeah. A. Yeah. What's the next? Alphabet. You bet, <laughs> you bet that there's going to be an Omega at hey, the end. In, in the... <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, after... Uh... In the Greek alphabet, beta is next. See? Alphabet. Is that where that comes what from? What if alphabet is oh, a shit. really long word, which uh, is all Greek words for or one whatever word first, next, for, and then wow. last means. So you just like say every letter of the Greek alphabet and that's one word? Yeah, they were like, oh, you know, the alphabet used to be this like exhaustingly long word. Right. And then they're like, let's just call let's it the just, alphabet. And, and to make those letters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. All right. So do you... Uh, so, so that's a phrase. Like... The mm-hmm. alpha and omega of something. So, I, you know, I, I guess I don't, you don't hear it very often, like people using it as a phrase, but I'm wondering if you, can, if you can guess for me what the origin of that is, like how that became... God, I forgot this part of the show. Yeah, this is a part <laughs> of the show where you guess the origin story. Samson with the hair. Sam- He's chained up. Oh. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> me and Ryan went to a Catholic school when we were kids, and there was always that... Do you remember that mural... Dude, I remember a, that. It was a bad, so bad girl, but, but remember that? St. Rose of Lima. St. Rose of Lima. That's right. There was on one of the walls, there was a, a Sam, uh, yeah. what is it? Mean? Samson. It's Samson with the yeah, hair, right? I remember Tied that. to the pillars. Right. And, you know, I, I could just be, I could just see Samson. He's like, oh, he tied me up. You know, he got me all chained up here. And then like the little Caesar or whatever is like, hey, you'll never break these pillars, my friend. I don't care. How about your hair? And then he's like, right. He's like. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> and then he pulls it down. <laughs> and then he's just like, and then he's whacking the Caesar. He's <laughs> <laughs> punts him out of the Coliseum. <laughs> That's um really not a bad guess. I thought it was pretty good. I like that you immediately went there too. It was like a lightning bolt. You know, I think. Well, that was that that mural is seared into my brain. Oh my God, seriously, man. Um, all those crazy... It's also like a Jonah and the Whale thing. Yeah, all those crazy Bible stories. You know, I, um, my friend Andy and I were, were driving to see our friends Tara and Percy up in upstate New York, and we... we Tara, who was a guest on that's our true, show. That's true, she was. Hello. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a, a, that was the pig. The two, pig uh, two New Years ago. Yeah, two New Years ago. Um, but we passed by something that had to do with Noah's Ark, and I was just thinking like, and it was like a playtime Noah's Ark thing. 
Like, you know, like a jungle gym for kids or something like that. Or a like Noah's Ark jungle gym. <laughs> or, <laughs> that would be fun, or, I guess. Or like a Noah's Ark, I don't know, like a swimming pool. Is it like <laughs> storybook land? Is that secretly religious? Yeah, probably. I think it is. <laughs> Everything's secretly religious. That's true. So is this podcast in a way, which I will explain to you shortly. Interesting. I mean, your, first, not... your first guess was religious. True. Oh my God. Well, it's a bit... It's because it's brainwashed into me. Oh, shit. You can't be telling kids that this is a, you know, oh, uh, yeah, go do your math and your science and your religion because it's real. Yeah. Damn it. I said I wasn't going to talk shit on religion today. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? Well, sorry. I'm Season gonna... three is all about talking shit on religion. <laughs> all right. Well, wait, oh, what was I where, where were we? Oh, I'm just, God, you see, we're all, we've already deviated so far from Alpha and Omega, but all I was going to say was. You know, th- those murals in uh, in elementary school when we were like second grade. Mm-hmm. Those stories are really messed up. And also, like Noah Noah's Ark, like like uh, golf time fun for kids. Like right. Noah's Ark was everyone got pushed under the Ark and then everyone else in the world was killed by God. And right. it's just really funny to make that like a children's right. themed thing. It's like, remember when everyone was killed except for just a few animals and yeah. Noah's... And Noah, wife right? and kids, yeah. Wait, did Noah have his wife and kids yeah. on the board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. I guess that would make sense. Like how they procreate. I don't remember that. Yeah. So we're all like, you know, related to Noah too. But that means his kids had sex with each other, right? <laughs> that's the thing that's wrong with all the well, no. religious stuff. No. Is that all the kids are having <laughs> sex with each other. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Well, well, anyway. And actually, I can bring up Adam with all this too. So I'll get back to okay. that. Okay. All right. All right. So... um so <laughs> I think we've established that Alpha and Omega means the beginning and the end. It can mean the entirety of something like he loved her deeply. She was his Alpha and Omega, like my everything. Something yeah. like that. But you were you, you were you were talking about the alphabet, you were right. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Right. So that's the beginning and the end. Wait, that's <laughs> what I knew. You knew that. So when you, I was talking about that. the alphabet, yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's when I looked it up long ago. It ah. was like, oh, that's why it means beginning and end because it's the first letter. Yeah, yeah, and the last letter. But I don't know anything about why. Right. Okay. Well, why is my... <laughs> like the book? Aren't you going to tell me why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, you could ask a bill. You could keep asking why, and eventually we'd get to a dead well, end. Yeah. <laughs> like, but- why do I even exist? <laughs> We're going to is- keep this podcast rolling twenty four seven until we get through all the questions. <laughs> So, um, so let me, let me start here with, so like, why would alpha and omega mean, you know, why would it become a phrase? And it has to do with the book of revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, right? In the new Testament. Is that the cool one? It's the cool one. That's the, like, it's like the apocalyptic one. Yeah. Actually in Greek, the name of the book was apocalypsis. Why they change that? Because it's a different language. But it's such a cooler word. It's a very cool word. I mean, that's why English should never have been invented. But then what we would the never have had shambles, you know. That's true. Or maybe we would have. I don't know. Actually, you know what? Mira and I went out with Mira and her friend the other day. They were talking about the shambles. Hmm. And I was like, what is that? Like a new section of the city? And they're like, no, no. It's, you know, down on near South Street where they have the, the covered market thing. Oh, yeah. Near the Wawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah. I, I knew that was the shambles. No. But, you know, they just keep naming parts of the city. All right. Well, everyone's going to stop. Sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> All right. So um, 
in the book of Revelation, which was written by uh, John, there's a bunch of different possibilities who, of who this John was, but we do know that he was on a Greek island, John of Patmos, which I'm going to get into. Is that the one with the uh, Cyclops? The, no, that's a, it's a different the island. The maze? Uh, that's, that's in Crete. I knew that. Yeah. I forgot though. Um, the Sentai maze that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So in the book of Revelation, which is, is basically like this apocalyptic writing, in the first chapter, Jesus comes on down. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. He, and then later he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. So, huh, Asia, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Didn't expect that. (laughs) Meant something slightly different back in the first century or whatever. (laughs) So, um, all right. So, so this, this, (laughs) this, so, so this is where the phrase starts. So like Christians say, all right, alpha and omega means beginning and end. Jesus Uh said, I am the alpha and the omega. I am the beginning and the end. That is very cocky. Well, he is. But he's the son of God. Because, But he's also God simultaneously, yeah, but right? Because like... Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. Is he also the Holy Spirit? Yeah. God damn it, this is such the, a religious podcast. That's the Holy this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Holy Trinity. Like, I am the Father, the Son. I know, you know but I know. It's like that whole thing. Like, they're all three simultaneously. It's like he's like, you don't know, you don't get it because you're not on acid right now. <laughs> It would make so much sense if you were on acid. Yeah, there was something in the, the mushrooms over there in Jerusalem, I think. Or Asia. Or, or Asia. <laughs> right, right, well, whatever. Wherever. wherever they are. Pangea. So, um, so anyway, because it was originally written in Greek, right? The mm-hmm. Revelation was mm-hmm. written in Greek. John of Patmos was Greek. Um, th- that's why that, that, fr- that phraseology would have been, would yeah. have been al- Alpha and Omega. And one of the thoughts that came to my head was like, how many American, oh shit, we keep on talking about religion. It's Go, really just lean right. into it at this point. How many American Christians think that Jesus spoke English was, was what I was thinking of earlier. Like A lot of hands just went up. <laughs> Jesus was white. Jesus spoke English. Right. <laughs> right. Then it was like, people were like, he didn't speak Greek. He didn't speak anything. He didn't speak anything. He just, he just went to Walmart. Just, Side, side, longingly. Um, so, uh, John and and this whole this whole idiom connects really closely to, um, fiddle while Rome burns, which was my ah, idiom two yes. two idioms ago. Yes, because uh, this is why John of Patmos wrote the Revelation in the first place. Also, it's really funny that like a book of the Bible is just like this guy just writes it. And then all of a sudden it becomes this like... Yeah, like what's his thing. deal? How did he... Like why? What did he get from all this? Well, he was banished because of his religious beliefs. Because being a Christian, if you remember from two episodes ago, Nero, who was the Roman Empire in the first century AD, blamed the Christians for the fire that basically like ruined Rome. Right. So Christians were all of a sudden being like persecuted and... Um, and there was a lot of like anti-Christian attitude in the first century. Mm. So if you were Christian, it was very likely that you would be like burned or tortured or something like that. Apparently, this Johnny boy was dipped into burning oil and was like unscathed. So they were like, this oh, guy's, shit. Yeah, 
I mean, I read that at one source. I didn't see anywhere else, but it's kind of cool. It's all right. That's and they're cool. like, let's get this guy out of here. And they, they, burning oil. they banished him onto this Greek island of Patmos. And then because all of these Christians were like, can you imagine if like you're living in Rome at the time, if you're Christian, you're probably going to be killed. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to be Christian anymore. I'm going to be something else. I'm going to, because the, the emperor wanted to be worshipped himself. He's like, sure. you should worship me. I'm the emperor. I'm real. I'm a, I'm a real <laughs> Look at thing. This flesh. Look, I'm covered in olive oil. <laughs> foil leaf. A, a ring of hair. Mm, foil leaf. <laughs> foil leaf. So, um, so he was like, all right, Christians are freaking out right now. They're like, why would we continue being Christians if we're going to be persecuted like this? So the revelation, the book, the revelation was a way of trying to be like, hold keep on like you know hold on like we if we you know in the end even though we're going to go through a lot of torture and it's going to be really horrible in the end you will you will be like welcomed into the kingdom of god and and you know it'll all be fine they can't eventually. boil us all in oil <laughs> see? <laughs> see? <laughs> so like that was the idea but but the book itself is kind of interesting like it's it's apocalyptic but but it looks to have been inspired by a lot of the apocalyptic writings of the Old Testament. And there's, I mean, there's so much cool stuff in it, though, you know? Like, um, yeah. Like, I mean, like, give me some cool stuff. What about the monsters? There's monsters. Yeah, that's what I we mean, want. I mean, first of all, this is where the number 666 comes from. Yeah. But, uh, which is the number of the beast, which we, yes. we mentioned was actually a code for Nero, the, the Roman emperor at the time who was that's right. Christians. Wow. Cool. Um, but like, there's this, this running throughout the whole book. There's this, the importance of like the number seven, there's like seven angels who are seven guardians of churches and they have seven seals. And each of those seals when it's opened is like, um, some different, uh, or, or, or there's seven bowls and the, each of the bowls <laughs> have a seal. There's a ball, there's a seal swimming in each of the bowls. And there's seven oatmeals of seven different flavors in the seven bowls. And there's, there's different, seven. seven different levels of heat to the seven different hot wings of Jesus. <laughs> Dude, we should make a religion. That's it. That's, that's it. Season three is not, not talking about religion. It's about creating a religion. Dude, I don't know why that's they got it. me. That's good. The seven hot wings of Jesus. <laughs> oh, by the way, Waco, Texas, right? Yeah. He said he could read. What's that guy? Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Where is the friends of mine that watched it with me? Yeah, John Waco. You know, the cult No, no, guy. I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he said he could read the seven seals. Yeah. Oh, that's what that means. Carnish. <laughs> What's his name? Right, I'm going to keep on, on going. Keep going. Sorry. But um, so in the seven bowls are the seven plagues. And, and God's basically like, here you go. I'm going to like really ruin your day for the next thousand years. And there were like sores on men who worship the beast. And the beast just meant the Roman Empire. Okay. The sea oh. turns to blood. Everything dies in the sea. Now, does the sea turn to blood for everyone or just the people that are worshiping the beast? Like, does a regular person see water? No, no. So You so mean like the Christians? Are like, they the regular people? Yeah, in this book. Uh, okay. Like, well, like, they're the saved. But, like, they have to... I think everyone has to go through this together. But so, in the end, like, the Christians get to, like, live an eternity of... Gotcha. Of, well, so like, even the people that are like, I don't even believe in this stuff. It still looks like blood to me. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Um, rivers turn to blood? There's a real bad heat wave. Oh. So bad. Like, everything's on fire. Darkness. 
all dark all the time, like Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. So it's dark and hot. The Euphrates River dries up. Everyone's oh. favorite river back then. And an earthquake with 100-pound hailstones and lightning. Wow, those are big hailstones. Yeah. So then there's a thousand years. Satan is bound. Earth is desolate. A thousand years. That's so long. See, now for me, back then, what, you lived like 30, mm-hmm. 30 years at best? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus was 33, right? Right. Well, he's, yeah. He's I mean, they also got geezer. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm the son of God. I live three more years than you. <laughs> Man. Um, oh, also, I have golden sandals. Well, he didn't die of old age either. Actually, in the Old Testament, people lived to be like, like 1,200. They're like. They used to live to be 1,200? Yeah, like. In, oh, because they're aliens. In, in gen- <laughs> That's why. In Genesis, Abraham was like 1,600 years old, who begat Sarah, who was 4,800 years old. Yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't want that. They're, that seems so boring back then, right? Oh, yeah. It was just wheat. Wheat yeah, just and wheat goats and stuff and like that. So much. If <laughs> to separate the wheat from the chaff. Isn't that a Wait, what is a, What's a chaff? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I think that's an idiom. Oh. Um, we'll have to look that up. Um, call in if you call know. Call in if you, you know, know the chaffings. Please call. Uh, so anyway, oh, and then like after that thousand years, um, Satan breaks free. Him and all of his followers try to fight back, but they lose. And all of the people who were were like died for Christianity and fought for Christianity, they they are basically like, you know, I don't know, given like a bowl of oil and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bowl of oil, and they're like, oh, and now, now the summers are just gonna be regular hot, regular hot. Uh, there's also nothing to do. It's so boring. There's no showers yet. Yeah. Basically. No, no indoor plumbing. Like kill. Oh. I would be like, no, oh, okay. Thirty year, thirty years. I live thirty years. I'd be like, yeah, let me fight a thousand year war. For for a baby that might be born on the day that the war happens, and then that baby gets thirty, maybe thirty years of good times, and and it still sucks, right? It's no. like, oh, the sun came out today. No, in the in the end, the book, the last book is like, it's nice. It's like, it's you know, it's great. It's eternity of greatness. Do they have drugs. Right? Uh, taboo subject. Oh, taboo. Well, I just don't know what they're doing. Um, probably. I mean, they saw a lot of cool stuff. They're like, I made a broom today, and beast. then I swept my house with it. There was a beast with seven heads and ten horns. I thought the beast represented... It does. It represents that metaphor. But it also had the heads. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's all very it, it, confusing. Like, they all mean... like they each, they each represent, like, a king or something. I'll tell you what. That would be there's worth different, it. There's different readings. Like, um, I was going to ask you this. Which one would you be? Historicism, which means that all of the things represented in there actually happened in the past. Preterism, which means that everything that's that's uh, in in the Book of Revelation was specific to the first century. Mm. Futurism, which means all the things are going to happen in the future. Oh shit! And idealism, which is just like it's all allegorical and symbolical and stuff. Huh? Well, I think I'd have to go with preterism because I'm hungry and I want a pretzer <laughs> with a little good mustard. Good. All right. The last thing I'm going to say about Alpha and Omega. No, say more. I thought you were going to ask, I thought you were going to bring up wolves. I'll ask questions. No, no. Oh, you can ask questions. Okay. Oh, uh, no, there's, there's two quick things. I'm done. Because I, I, ta- I think we talked too long, long about this. But, well, it's because I keep interrupting you. Um, wolf packs. Alpha male. Ow. Yeah. So, yes. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. The alpha dog. Yeah. So I, I, was like, I was like, what is the hierarchy of wolves and wolf packs? I guess this is my fun fact. 
the alpha dog eats yeah. first and then pisses all over the small dog. Uh, that's right? true. Yeah. And then the beta wolf is the is the wolf right below the alpha male that's submissive only to the alpha male. And then if the alpha dies, the beta goat moves up. That's a good spot. He's a right hand man. Subordinates are all like kind of like middle class. But then there's the omega wolf. Did you know that? Never. And the Omega Wolf is... Is that bad? It's bad. Okay. It's real bad. Okay. It's You're like the bottom. You only feed if the Alpha allows it. Oh, God. Um, basically, they help the pack vent off conflicts by being like the butt of all jokes and being like... Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming wolves make jokes. And it's the scapegoat. So like if anything goes wrong, they're like, the Omega Wolf did it. <laughs> did it. <laughs> but you can fight your way up to a, a beta wolf or... That's got to take some guts. It's got to take some guts. The only other thing I was going to say was, um, oh, you remember I Am Legend, the vampire movie? I remember the book being awesome. Oh, yeah. Good. I remember the movie being... Matheson. Well, in 1971, there's a version of the book, I Am Legend, called The Omega Man, which is about Charlton Heston's character as a survivor of a global pandemic, which we're in right now. Topical. So I wonder which one of us is the Omega Man, but I have an idea who it is, because Albert, I you feel like and the I, Omega Man a lot. Albert, you and I are the Alpha and the Omega. You know how I figure this out? Oh shit! No, I put our names together. Uh-huh. Your first name, your last name, my first name, my last name. Yeah. The first letter of your first name is A, a. and the last letter of my name, last name is O. Right. So we're the Alpha and the Omega. That's the beginning and the end. O. O. Right. I was thinking Z. What about Z? Oh, we're talking about the Greek alphabet. Greek alphabet. Oh, we are the alpha and the omega. Yeah. I love that. So we're the beginning and the end. Yes, we are. If you put our names together. Right. So you don't need to listen to other podcasts. Just listen to us. <laughs> exactly. And once we get that Patreon up and running, all right. we just send it all in. That's it. That's all I got. Are you sure? I, yeah. I think extra fun facts that was, there? That was too much. Yeah. So you go. So. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Alpha, alpha and mega, uh, mega. What's <laughs> mega, alpha, mega, 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 oh, alpha, uh, mega, mega. What? Uh, not gonna work here anymore. All right. Okay. So okay. So it's my turn now. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I've been practicing this, practicing this all day, and I feel like I'm still gonna fuck it up. All right. I'm, we're gonna do a little role playing. All right. You got one line. Okay. okay? Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna start the scene. Okay. Okay. Um, and maybe we could do. Um, maybe we could do like. An accent or something. Okay. So well, I'll pick yours. Can you, you tell me mine. what the accent is? I'll pick yours. You pick mine. Okay. Different accent. All right. You could be Amish, maybe. I don't know what an Amish <laughs> accent sounds like. Right, but something popped in All your right. head. I'll I'll go with weird Al Yankovic <laughs> Amish paradise. Okay. What do you want me uh, to be? French. You want me to be French? Yeah. Okay. So the only thing that you have to say is, um, so I hear, don't be an idiom is going to buy weekly shows. Okay. Or something along that line. Just be like, hey, Mac, you know, I hear, I hear the uh, Don't Be an Idiot boys are going to a, are going to be doing bi-weekly uh, podcasts or whatever. All right. However you like to say that. Okay. Got it. And then I'm French. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, Abraham. So I hear... <laughs> I don't know how to do an Amish accent. Just keep doing okay. it, though, because my French is going to be okay. terrible. So I hear Don't Be an Idiot is going to be bi-weekly podcast... Oh my god! I want to go Irish here. Um, what's the French sound like? Oh, okay, I got it. All right. Oh, uh-huh. what are you blowing smoke up my ass? Those guys can't even handle bi-yearly podcasts. Oh. Oh. 
blowing smoke up my ass. Yes. Wow. All right. Cool. So what does it mean? That means to be like feeding wrong information or misleading information, lying. Basically, that's the meaning, right? That's right. To speak deceptively to one, usually in an attempt to mask the true feelings or the reality of a situation or to give insincere praise. In, oh, oh, it's like that's, a kissing ass usually. Shit, feel, yeah, right. Yeah, like that, sucking up. Yeah, my my definition was way inaccurate. It means to kiss up. I don't really. know, like but brown no. nose, right? Yeah, but but really though, it could just be like lying in general, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So all those things work. So, uh, any idea of where it comes from, where it originates, the or the origin of this idiom? Oh, this man. hair gel is nice. <laughs> yeah, Albert brought sambuca that is suspiciously thick. Um, wow, that's, all right. Just whatever pops into your head. All right. You got to keep the Amish accent. All right, I'm going to go to the the late 1800s in the American West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a time where Americans were, were, were rushing out west to the gold, <laughs> to get all yes. the gold. So they were constantly building fires, right? Okay. So... Uh, these guys would be sitting around the fire and, you know, there's always the the wise guy. He's like, I know where the gold is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know where the gold is. He thinks he does, but I know what's going on. There's, oh, that's, it's like an alpha omega situation. Sure. You know, like uh, some guy who's clearly the leader of going on and the other guy's like, yeah, he's screwing around. So, um, but one, one, <laughs> I started laughing because I thought you were going to go somewhere, but you keep going. Oh, damn it. I wish I went there. I'm going to tell you where I thought Ugh. you were going to go. Okay. So, um, but what, whatever. So. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. So one of these cowboys is like, hey, yeah, you know where to go. There's the valley down there that you've been talking about and we're sure we're going to get a lot of gold. Yeah, sure. Like, you're super smart, man. Like, how'd you learn all them sweet valley gold moves? <laughs> And while <laughs> while being spoken this way, uh, the other cowboy guy kind of like turned around to to sort of like I don't know cover his face, and his his trousers caught on fire from oh. the campfire, and he literally uh, got got smoke and fire up his butt, and this really amused the men who were sitting around the fire and then it it kind of became like blowing smoke up your ass was was a way of saying that you <laughs> we're gonna lie to you <laughs> and we're gonna feed you the wrong things that was really and, bad and, and <laughs> your pants are gonna get caught on fire Wait, which guy? Which guy gets caught on fire? The one that's like, um, I know where the gold is, or the guy that's like, stop picking on yeah, me. Yeah, that guy. Wait, the little guy. Yeah. It doesn't end well that for poor him. Poor little guy. Yeah, it doesn't end well for All him. All right, well, that teaches us a lesson, though, right? The lesson being, don't back oh, down. Don't 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 back, back down. down. Uh, all right. So why don't you tell me what the origin is? Well, first of all, what I thought you were gonna say is like this, like you know, this cool cat guy is like, I know where the gold is, and then he like turns around and cheeks over the fire, you know, like you know. I was toying with that. That was 
That's you know, good too. Try to keep things clean on this uh, on this show. That's good. To, yeah, sorry, I brought it back there. <laughs> well, anyway, no. So um, that was a good guess, but actually, where um, where uh, blowing smoke up your ass mm-hmm. comes from is from mm-hmm. an 18th century medical procedure mm. to resuscitate the dead, especially wow. drowning victims using a tobacco enema. Wow, good find. Right? Oh my gosh, Al. Right? Yeah. All right, so I'm already impressed. Okay, right. So um, basically, how this how this worked is in in the 1700s, there were a lot of drowning victims mm-hmm. in London because um, like of the river. Or? Yeah, like the River Thames. Yeah, Thames. You know? yeah. Which I had to look up how to say that because it looks like Thames. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but you said it great. Thames, right? Yeah, I thought it was Thames. Thames? Thames? Yeah, but maybe One, it's Thames. But I didn't say the TH is what's important. It, a call in. Call if in if you know if the river. English the and name. know the perfect pronunciation. Yeah. So there's a lot of drowning victims. And here's, here's my thinking, right? It's like everybody's on the waterway. Uh, you're work, you're, it's your work. You're working. You're not out there for leisure. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to swim. You're all wearing boot buckles, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when you get in the water, it is not for fun. It's a it's a problem. Right. But back then, a lot of people were drowning. Right. Yeah. So they would they would get pulled out of the water, and people were like, "Well, I guess they're dead." And you know, back in the 1700s, there was like a lot of fear about being buried alive. Mm-hmm. You know. So back then, there was these these like European doctors and stuff that started being like, no, we, we, we know how to revive them and especially the drowning victims. So f- first of all, this guy, Richard Mead in 1745, he was a physician who first suggested using a tobacco em- enema, which, um, by the way, I was telling, I was like practicing this on my parents the other day. And my mom, every time I said the word enema, she was like, Ooh, Ooh. I was like, <laughs> you have a problem with the word enema. <laughs> like that doesn't, does that, Trigger response to you? I mean, Enema? I just I just think of the Blink-182 album. Me too. <laughs> Enema of the State. Me too. Uh, so anyway, so this guy, Richard Mead, he swears that he learned from like Native Americans that they use all this tobacco stuff for like healing stuff or whatever. Now, I don't think that the Native Americans ever actually did the tobacco enema. Mm-hmm. There was one thing I read about them doing it to a constipated horse, hmm. but um, not <laughs> not on people. But he he's basically going like this. He's like, listen, Native Americans, they are using tobacco and they are making wonderful things happen. So what we're gonna do is, if somebody's drowned, before you just put them in the morgue, you're gonna you're gonna shove a tube up their butt, mm-hmm. and then you are gonna light this tobacco piece, and you're gonna pump bellows into oh my god yeah no yeah no no joke like you can you can look up online like yeah. tobacco enema kits. oh i believe you yeah <laughs> um and uh you would pump that into him and the idea was that it would warm the victim Ooh. and stimulate respiration mm. and dry out their insides Ew, yeah yeah well because they were too wet because of the too, drowning. yeah 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 so funnily enough at the same time this guy's coming up with this is how we got to resuscitate the dead is with putting a, the thing in there. There was another guy that was working on mouth to mouth resuscitation. Good, yeah, that's the one we know and love. But that wasn't that wasn't popular yet, right? Like, and neither like so they were both kind of up and coming at the same yeah. time. And it's the, like it's like should we focus on the butt or should we focus on the mouth? <laughs> yeah, well, you breathe from your mouth. <laughs> but uh, I'm thinking the butt. Well, I'm just let's get something up in that butt. I got to see what's gonna happen here. <laughs> But yeah, so the tobacco enema actually uh, became popular first. Mm. 
So no surprise there. What I want to what I want to read here is this in so Richard Mead said it in forty five mm-hmm. and in forty six seventeen forty five seventeen forty five okay. now seventeen forty six there was a book called a physical dissertation on drowning by Roland Jackson mm-hmm. and this is where I just want to read a passage from it okay and uh, this story is apparently what like really was a big. Uh, popularizing factor to like the whole thing. And you can decide if you think that this really happened or not. Okay. While some of the spectators of this melancholy accident were advising to hang her by the heels. Oh, I should mention her is this woman that drowned who drowned. And then this uh, husband and son dragged dragged her out of the water. So they were thinking, should we hang her by the heels? And others, ordering different measures to be taken, a soldier with a pipe in his mouth came to ask the reason of such a concourse of people. Upon being informed of the accident, he desired the disconsolate husband to give over weeping because his wife would return to life very soon. Then, giving his pipe to the husband, he bid him introduce the small end of it into the anus, put a piece of paper perforated with a large number of holes upon the mouth, and throw that blow, the smoke of the tobacco, into her intestines as strongly as he possibly could. Accordingly, at the fifth blast, a considerable rumbling in the woman's abdomen was heard, upon which she discharged some water from her mouth, and in a moment after, returned to life. Wow. Yeah. So now this was before the bellows. This was back before they had like a kit going. Yeah. It was like just shove a pipe or anything up there and blow smoke up a person's butt, basically. Yeah. And she just spit water out from that, huh? Yeah. I think, yeah, she probably was just surprised. Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> the thing about these, you know, like in the old days, like nobody wanted to be buried alive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be no, buried even alive now, right now, even today, it's a contemporary concern, right? But now we have that whole thing where it's just like, well, we can either burn you to ashes, or we can replace all your blood with like antifreeze, right? Yeah, or we can turn you into like one of those things that goes to the bottom of the sea, and you know, yes, uh, is that what they do? What's it called? Like you know, the- an oyster, <laughs> a pearl. You turn you into a pearl. Yes. Okay, just go on. Okay, sorry. Um. <laughs> Okay, so where was I? Where was I? All right. Now, in 1774, there were two doctors, William Hawes and Thomas Cogan. They were from London, and they formed Mm -hmm. the institution for affording immediate relief to persons apparently dead from drowning. Wait, that was the name of their company? That was the name of their institution. because Rolls right off the tongue. Exactly. Right Right off the butt. Rolls right off the butt. Yeah. But then... They renamed it the Royal Humane Society. Good idea. Which is not as fun, but nobody could remember the old one. Yeah, I mean, I actually don't remember what you said. But these doctors, they were like hell-bent on like, no, it is the tobacco enema that is the best thing for reviving, especially drowned victims because of the, you know, the, the yeah. cold and the wet and all that sort of stuff. There was a time when they would have uh, tobacco enema kits hung all around, all along the River Thames. Mm-hmm. Um, and popular waterways, like mm. so that you could go run up, like somebody somebody related it to like a, a defibrillator or a fire extinguisher. Yeah, they were that common for a while, and you could just be like, that, that one moment, let me stick this up your butt. Yeah, wow, there's not even a problem here. <laughs> um, so at the time, they actually had this thing where if you were a passerby and you were able to get somebody out of the water and use the enema and revive them, that you could actually get. They would actually pay you. It was like a reward of four guineas. Now, the, here's the thing. You might wonder, like, how much is a guinea worth, right? Mm-hmm. I have 
tried figuring out what a guinea is worth. Now, yeah. some some places were saying it was like $765 in today's money. Mm-hmm. Then other places, like what I what I kept getting more frequently was like that they were worth about 21 shillings, right? Mm-hmm. So in today's money, it would be about $5 American. So That's could you imagine? Deal. like That's a good deal. <laughs> pulling someone out of like the Delaware River and being like... <laughs> And then somebody comes along and is like, nice job. Good five bucks. Five hey, bucks. go buy yourself a little little something nice. Yeah, right? Five bucks. <laughs> let, me, let me keep that tube. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I could like them. So I don't know about you, but yeah. this immediately <clears throat> reminded me of something from my childhood, which I was not sure <laughs> if it was good. real. Yeah. Do you remember Operation Chill? Uh, I don't think I remember that. Okay. So Operation Chill was a program that 7-Eleven started 25 Ooh. years ago okay. and is still happening today. I actually went on 7-Eleven's website today and it's still happening. Do you know what it is? I can't remember. All right. I must have heard of it though. Well, let me tell you what Operation Chill is. Yeah, talk about it. It's a tasty reward for staying cool. That's the Operation Chill program. This 7-Eleven community outreach program is designed to reduce crime and enhance relations between police and youth. It allows law enforcement officers to, quote unquote, ticket kids that they observe doing good deeds or exhibiting positive behavior. The ticket is actually a coupon for a free 12-ounce Slurpee at any participating store. What? Dude, when I was a kid... I saw commercials for the chill, the Operation Chill. Yeah. And I would go outside and I would like pick up trash and I would make sure everyone could see me throwing it in the trash can. And I always thought a police officer was going to come by and be like, that's some nice trash picking, kid. That still exists? It still exists. Is anyone getting these tickets? On the website, they are. Like they had, they had, I never got one. I've always been jealous. And it was one of those things where I, you know, when you have like a false memory and you're like, is this really happened in my life? Well, I always thought that I had maybe dreamt it because no one ever remembers Operation Chill. Yeah, I have a no recollection of that. <laughs> but I'm going to start keeping an eye out for kids doing good out there, <laughs> pulling people out of the Delaware River, anything. Yeah, maybe if the police focused a little bit more on rewarding, Whoa. you know, like trash pickup instead yeah. of all the bad stuff they're doing, we, you know, we could have a better little community here. I was not expecting this political turn. I know, you right? You said it. Operation Chill. We're doing get- religious and we're doing political. <laughs> and I think that like, yeah, the cops out there could do a little Operation Chill on themselves, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Wow. So I, I think... Um, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Questions. Let's no. get some questions well, in here. <laughs> please call if you have a question about no, Operation you, Chill. you, Ryan. Oh. You, Mr. Omega. Um... I uh, I don't have many questions. My main question is, so, all right, so so that's obviously blowing smoke up someone's butt to save them, but how did it turn into a phrase where all of a sudden it means to like lie to someone? I knew you were going to ask me that. How did you know that? All right, I knew you were going to ask me that because I felt like I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> so let me just go ahead and barrel on. So around the turn of the 19th century... You know, the tobacco enema was not used for just drowning victims. It was also used for, just for fun. headaches, hernias, respiratory ailments, abdominal cramps, typhoid fever, and cholera. And also, boredom. Boredom? <laughs> and, and womenly problems. Ooh. Um, 
But then, Ryan, this is where I'm going to get the closest that I can to answering your question. Thank you. And it's not going to answer it. In 1811, there was an English scientist named Ben Brody who, using animal testing, which we don't endorse. We do not endorse No, no, no. No. He discovered that nicotine was actually toxic to the cardiac system. Oh, shit. And that's when blowing smoke enemas fell out of fashion. I get it. So, like, um, you're saying blowing smoke up my ass helps me but it actually right. harms exactly me. i see exactly that makes sense yeah that's a great connection but that's as close as i can get to like I, yeah i kept like trying I'll to take it. it when was the first time it was in print when was it yeah. they're just like no no it's so interesting that people blew smoke it's because it's yeah. of the butt i think yeah. is why everyone cares people so cannot get over the butt all right so check this out it was so popular back in the in the time they actually created a rhyme to help people like amateur uh amateur um billowers to, billowers to remember what to do mm-hmm. so dr hulston <laughs> who was a, a member of the uh, royal humane society he mm-hmm. published this rhyme mm-hmm. <clears throat> to help to help all of us right. uh tobacco glister which also means enema tobacco right. glister breathe and bleed keep warm Ugh. and rub till you succeed and spare no pains for what you do may one day be repaid to you Oh, I thought this was gonna, it was going to end with poo or something. Uh, he he, he could have, he teed himself up and he didn't yeah, take yeah. the swing. Yeah. Great. I'll never forget it now. No. Uh, so that's pretty much the story of where that comes from. But I do have a couple little fun facts, if unless you have any questions. Um, I think I asked my question. Let's hear those fun facts. Okay. Actually... All of my fun facts are just other death revival methods oh, of the olden times of when everyone was afraid of being buried alive. Oh, okay. So I'm going to like bang some of these out real quick. Yeah, bang them out. Tongue cranking. Got it. Dr. J.V. Laborde. He once found that after three hours of ryth- rhythmically yanking a young woman's tongue, oh. uh, she woke up. Oh, and then he invented a tongue yanking machine. Oh, God. So that was, that was fun. This one I think you're going to like. Yeah. Gal- galvanism. You ever heard of that one? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, well, is that electricity? Yes. Yeah. Luigi Galvini. He attacked electrodes to ox and boar heads. Hmm. And then they all started like blinking and like waving their yeah. tongues. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> and people were like, oh my God, that's great. Well, well, that's one thing that inspired Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein. That's exactly my next note. Inspiration oh. from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Good note. Okay. Frankenstein. But you know what? That one didn't catch on because it was too expensive mm-hmm. and it kept burning people. Right. Uh, you could, they, they used to hold a finger over a candle, chop off a finger or toe, pour scalding water over a body, uh, burn your arm or your nose, rub prickly bushes all over a body. Mm. Uh, this one I thought was fun. Stick a corpse's finger in your ear. And then if you heard their heartbeat, (laughs) yeah, then you would know they're alive. Yeah. Now. The last two, I just want to give you a little bit more. There was one called the needle flag test. You ever, okay. ever heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. So there was a German scientist named Just Middeldorf. Like Madonna. Middeldorf. Middeldorf. I'm Middeldorf. Yeah. And I'm here to put a needle flag on your chest. Really, all it was was they thought they had a dead person. You would take a needle with a piece of fabric on it and you would shove it in their chest. Ugh. And if... If it waved from yeah. your heartbeat, they knew you were alive. Oh, but then nice. that fell out of popularity because this guy did it on a young girl that died. Yeah. And uh, the family's like, we don't think she's dead. And he's like, all right, we'll do the needle flag test. And he did it, but he jammed it right into her and heart. Killed her. And killed her. Yeah. Uh, 
maybe for the first or second time, but then that that fell out of popularity. You killed her for the second time. But we don't know if the first time was real. Like he was trying. How about that for a, a conundrum? Like a what is that? It's like you're like I need you to tell me if she's dead. Yeah. But by checking if she's dead, you kill her. What's that called? Yeah. Oxymoron? A paradox? Paradox. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, this one I wanted to bring up because it has to do with Invisible Ink and Pliny the Elder. Okay. In Natural History, he first wrote about like using Invisible Ink using the Tithalmus plant. Yeah, I've heard of that. You have? No. Okay. Well, so anyway, they ended up using acetate of lead to write on paper. Um, this isn't what Pliny did, but... They would write, I am really dead on a piece of paper in invisible ink. And then they would hold it under a corpse's nose. And if the body was releasing sulfur dioxide, which is when you're putrefying, it would actually show up and say, I am really dead. Oh, How awesome. fun is that that's one? That's really interesting. Do that to me when I'm dead. I will do that. Or possibly dead. The final thing I had is that I learned that there was a cool nickname for undertakers hmm. uh, back in like the Middle Ages. And they called them... Croak Mort, which literally means dead biter. Hmm. And they believe it was because they would actually bite your toe uh, to try to see that if you were alive or not. Wow. Yeah. That's great. A lot try, of good I, death stuff, you know? Try, I, love death stuff. I love that death stuff. Um, please try most of those once you see me, even seemingly You dead. might as well try all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are great. Thanks, man. You're welcome, Did little I, dwarf. I could not have ever thought that that idiom would be so interesting, actually. You know, it's it's like, it seems too hidden in plain sight, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, but those are the ass. Best. Are you going to blow smoke up my ass? And then they're like, well, actually, yes, I am. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, great. That's that's. That's, that's it. it. That's man. the show. That's, what else do you want? Thanks for for tuning back in, um, episode twenty five. We appreciate you guys hanging on, and we're gonna get these coming at you bi weekly, hard and fast, hard, hard and fast, <laughs> and or maybe weekly, maybe uh, who knows? Or keeping your toes. You know what? It's summertime, so we got time. Uh, I, you know, I forgot that I was gonna say that I picked Alpha and Omega because I've been watching Dark, and I'm like obsessed with oh, that Netflix yes. show. Yes, that show is so good. What it's all about the on? beginning and the end. I just started three. Oh, I haven't started three yet. Oh, it's really good. Too bad I don't remember. Well, first of all, goes because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> um, all right. We, 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 we decided that we, we have an ending to this yeah, show now. We, we decided that we want you guys to uh, reach out to don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com if you have a request, because we might make a segment about yes. where like you if you request something, because not all of the histories are very interesting or or in depth, so but maybe we can make a little segment about yeah. that. Yeah, like if you if you find yourself using or hearing a term, you know, especially if you're from like somewhere else, not Philly or you know South Jersey, where it's like colloquialisms and stuff like like anything. If you hear something a lot, don't don't Google it. Call us, and yeah. then we will do it for you, and then we'll give you a shout out, and it'd be great. Yeah, even if you're from Belarus and you hear some. Yes, if anyone is from Belarus, please call us. <laughs> well, what you, the hell is wrong well, with you? It's people? an it's an email, not a call. They know. 1-800-DON'T-BE-AN-IDIOM at gmail.com. Internet used to use phone. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We're going to, that's kind of the only thing we're going to be using anymore. Yeah. You know what? Twitter is bullshit. <laughs> Facebook is bullshit. You all know it. And it's, if we're, it's not like we're having a party with a location. We don't need Facebook. Yeah. So. We don't have any parties coming up. There's but no we parties. we have in this. a party. Someday. 
Um, Many years from now. So check the, yeah, check all that stuff out. And uh, we're, we're going to work on some merch ideas. If you yes. have a merch idea, you can just email us and um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll print it on a shirt. Listen, if you're listening it. to this show, you're a creepy weirdo. And that means yeah, you probably true. have some cool you know, artistic outlet or whatever. Ooh, yeah, that's true. So like, just if you like are just like listening right now and you're sketching beautiful pictures of me and Ryan mm-hmm. anyway... Turn it into something like make it a little something that we can freaking screen print or whatever. And that'll be one of our merch ideas. How fun would that be for you? And we'll talk about you. And then for us, and then we'll get a tattooed on Albert somewhere. Definitely. I will do that. My body is pure. I don't, I don't miss number one. Pure boy. That's why (laughs) the number one pure boy. Me and Donnie, me and Donnie will go get tattoos. (laughs) Donnie Donnie. Avalon. Yeah. Me and Donnie Avalon. Me and Donnie Avalon are going to get tattoos. Yeah, one carpet with bad tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening. And um, until, until next time, time don't be an idiom. I want to hit line drive. Want to lose weight and keep it? Just for you. In the beginning, there was only darkness. And then God said, let there be chicken. Are you sick and tired of spending every Sunday in the Lord's house and all you get to eat is a dang wafer? Well, come on down to Thigh Will Be Done, the hottest chicken shack this side of the Euphrates. We've got all seven different hot wings of Jesus. There's Virgin Mary Mild. Holy jalapenos banging butt sauce. Hallelujah, my ass is on fire. Choir Boy's Revenge. John 316, a.k.a. Holy Ass Blaster. Chipotle thy hands on thine sweet butt. An apocalypsis rectal grenade. So come on down to thy will be done. It still counts as church. Everybody chicken. Chicken everybody. Everybody chicken. Come on. Come on. Everybody chicken. Chicken everybody. Everybody chicken. Come on.